this man's already said and done a few things that just indicate that he's pretty stupid. Right. Uh, well, he's negging all, her and saying things like, oh, I've banged women of all different nationalities. Right. I mean, that's already like a pass for most people, right? Like, Right. I mean, so he's, he's basically trying to get her to reject him. And then she's still thinking, oh, well, maybe. And you go, well, that why 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 hasn't right. she just rejected him? Like, Why are you demeaning yourself, the, sacrificing your dignity in this way? Right. Right. Yeah. Now, I want to say that I think it's actually possible that he told her that because he thought it was awesome. Hello, and welcome to Your Mileage May Vary. We talk about sex and relationships with frankness that is controversial, but mostly in good faith. On today's show, we'll be discussing uh, penis smell, labia shape, sexless marriages, owned semen consumption, and much more. I'm Keith. Mm. My co-host is Mike. Hello, Mike. Hi, Keith. Can't wait for that own semen consumption. Yeah, you, of course, are our resident expert on that topic. Right, so. right. It's true. <laughs> We're looking forward to get your, getting your insight. Yeah. Uh, you put in our little spreadsheet here, YouTube pussy. What is that? Okay, so this is a, uh, they've been, they, the powers that be at Reddit have been shutting down systematically the subreddits that I enjoyed in the past because of this thing where they're they're banning subreddits that don't have um, moderators. And okay. it's really annoying. I mean, this is analogous or sort of reminds me of the thing that happened sometime back where Pornhub basically killed 90% of their content because they couldn't verify who the people right. were in it. Right. Um, you know, so, so I've been forced to go out and, you know, it's like find new sources of content and uh, one of the places I go is NSFW411, which is a site that um, people ask for, you know, hey, I'd like to find a subreddit or a site that's got, you know, some weird fetish or something. And anyway, one of the ones that I've encountered from this is something called YouTube Pussy. And this is a group of people who fetishize or get excited about finding videos on YouTube that show naked women. Ah. Uh. So it's gotten around YouTube's content moderation somehow. Yes. So I, so there's a couple of things there that I thought you would enjoy. Uh, one is there, and I don't know, I think it's a Brazilian or Portuguese speaker. I'm not, I'm not positive on that. Uh, but it's a person who gives every indication of being a doctor, but clearly in my view is not a doctor. Okay. But they have like a, um, oh, no. a doctor's chair for a woman to sit in. And, and, and they basically make these videos that sort of purport to be medical videos of uh the women's female anatomy yeah but it's very clearly just porn that they're trying to get on youtube <laughs> wow uh, so you know he'll be like uh let's now we're going to show you how you you know the pleasure or you know how the clitoris works <laughs> and they'll do various things and she'll have various reactions uh you know and yeah it's just so so there must be some sort of fetish around that another one is um waxing and shaving this is a subreddit or this is a no no on youtube pussy basically like there's a, there's a category of videos that youtube allows so i don't i think youtube's allowing these through because they have educational or other value or merit so uh yeah you can absolutely find videos on youtube of women uh being waxed uh that show every you know because it's educational right they're showing you how for you sure would do it yeah how else would you and learn then, yeah and then a third category is women wearing sort of trying on clothes uh, and so the clothes can be extremely sheer and uh i think sometimes that's considered okay because it's you know the primary point is not erotic but yeah. I, I just think it's interesting that there is uh basically a fetish that's been created by the existence of content moderation right so people are getting off i mean this must be the case because obviously any one of these videos could be on pornhub or another similar site but people are getting off on the fact that oh this has made it to youtube and so Right, they're, they're they're aroused by the uh, skirting of the rules and 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 something being mainstreamed. Does that amp up its interestingness to you at all? Only, I think, not not erotically. I think only in like a scientific sense. I, I think it's interesting to see what uh, what gets through, and then also I'm curious about this f seeming fetish that people appear to have. Right, right, right. Uh, I, you haven't even encountered it, so obviously it's not particularly compelling to you. Well, I mean, figuring out various ways to skirt around YouTube and Meta's uh, censoring apparatus has been 
an exercise people are have been very interested in. And and then, you know, of course there's, you know, there's like free the nipple campaign and these kinds of things. And so yeah, I mean, I guess it's intellectually interesting to see how people are doing this. And then like on TikTok, they have like the strictest censoring. And the the paradigm there is there's certain words you can't say. And so people have like euphemistic things they say. Is that right? You're the That's TikTok right. expert. So, I mean, yeah, instead of porn, you would say corn. Uh, you wouldn't say they, they'll basically leave out the words for genitals, things like that. Um, yeah, Why? But there are porn stars on TikTok. I mean, I just yesterday was doing my daily plank and, uh, during the, those minutes I watch TikTok and I try to keep it just to those minutes. That's uh-huh. the way I've been limiting my TikTok and that's been working. Uh, but anyway, there was a woman on there who was asked, um, some question about, uh, how, uh, porn you know, how, how it is to get recognized for doing porn. If she starts getting recognized in public, things like that. And basically yeah. what she said, I thought this was interesting was she said, the minute you do your first scene, everyone starts recognizing you. She basically said like that, uh, the kind of effect to your kind of real life karma as it is, as it were like uh, the change in that karmatic score that women experience happens the minute, the first scene. Gets I published. wonder, I mean, I believe she believes that. I wonder if that's actually true. I mean, the confounding variable is she knows that she has done her first scene. And so she might now be hypersensitive to it. And she may be perceiving that she's being recognized. She Uh, said it. So one thing she said that I thought was sort of interesting was that uh, during the first, and this could be true for a few different reasons, but for during the first say month that a woman is in the industry, there's a certain amount of like love bombing that happens and, and almost uh, keeping well, actually not almost in keeping to the extent possible, the, the woman, the newly minted porn star away from the public. And her view is that part of the reason that's happening is that, th- that the studio or producer or director, or whatever, they're trying to keep Shelter. as long as possible. Yeah. They're trying to keep as long as possible, the innocence that the woman has. And as soon as she actually realizes that now everybody in the world has seen her naked, it yeah. fundamentally changes her character. And, and that somehow their performances then subsequently are different. So, right. I mean, there, there's that too. Yeah. I mean, abusingly, just as you have semen consuming experience, oh, you Lord. also have had the experience of being recognized for being a porn star. Do you remember? True, but I wasn't. I mean, yes, I was. <laughs> I know. You were on a... I know. That was the irony, of course. But that guy was so convinced that you were some sort he of did. porn actor. He thought I was a male gay porn actor, actually. Right. And I still don't know which one. It's unclear. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, I figured I probably if you do were, yeah. to be fair, if you were a male porn, gay porn actor, you would probably say you weren't if a, f- a fan came up in public. Right. He didn't believe me at all. And, right. But I would say that I do think that um, I probably do resemble uh, many gay male <laughs> porn actors, but from the waist down. This is the easiest joke of all time. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Well done. All right. Uh, All right. So YouTube pussy. Is there a subreddit that that categorizes this stuff? Okay. And it's called YouTube pussy. Okay. Got it. Yes. All right. Do we want to talk about this sort of odd? I don't know. Fan mail is the right word here, but email we received. Definitely. Right. Do you want to, I mean, this person wanted to know details about you, Keith. Maybe uh, we could construct this in, in the form of me asking you the questions this person wanted to ask. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think I'm, that might be good. I am not convinced that this person is not someone who personally knows me because like the number of details they know about me, while they are all things that have been revealed on the podcast and they actually have a couple things wrong. It's yes. just, it's so much knowledge about me that like, I feel like they would have had to have listened to like 15 plus episodes and really been paying attention to collate all this information. I think so, they probably did. We have a, a number, quite a number of listeners and the ones we have are quite sticky, which is yeah. why we encourage people to subscribe and to tell it to the extent you can. It's hard, yeah. hard to spread the knowledge about us podcasts like this because it reveals your interest in a topic that everyone's interested in, but people don't like to admit it. Yeah. Um, 
But you, do, you, do you, do you, so I don't know. There might be questions in here that you don't want to answer. And that's why no, I don't know. If, I think I'm comfortable okay, with all, right. all of these questions. Why don't I, I can, I can pose this guy's questions to you and yeah. you can take the time you need and maybe I'll ask clarification, but I think, <laughs> I think you have a lot to say here. Okay. So I'll start yeah. here because Keith, yes. you are a man who has it all. Hmm. You have an Ivy education, run marathons, travel to 80 plus countries, have loads of money and sleep with loads of women. <laughs> First question. Uh-huh. That's good. I mean, I, that's a great resume. You should put that on your LinkedIn. <laughs> yeah. First question. Have you ever had an STD? Mm -hmm. uh, yes, I have. Uh, wait, I always forget. Wait, was it, Mike, did I have gonorrhea or did I have chlamydia? I think it was chlamydia. Which one's the clap? Wait, but didn't we decide that gonorrhea was the clap? Yeah, so I guess it's chlamydia. Yeah, you Which had chlamydia. Is the clap. Yeah, I didn't have the clap. I had, yeah. Right. The clap is a slang term for gonorrhea. Yeah, okay. So okay. I had chlamydia a few Once. years ago. Yeah. And I don't know who gave it to me. I tried to do a forensic analysis of past partners, but all of them said that they did not have it. And... Uh, yeah, you just take an antibiotic and then it goes away. How did you determine you had it? I took a test and <laughs> no, no, but how did you, what, what caused you to take the test? Oh, uh, there was a symptom. There was something wrong with my dick. I don't remember what it was though. Was it dripping? I don't think it was dripping. I again think that's <laughs> chlamydia. Like maybe it burned when I peed or something. I think it burned. Uh, you when I had peed. chlamydia. You think dripping was gonorrhea. Yeah. Okay. You it think wasn't it was dripping. burning. It wasn't okay. dripping. Yeah. I think my symptom was that it was burning. I think men are often asymptomatic with some of okay. these STDs, but that's right. I wasn't. And it's possible because men are asymptomatic, they can, you know, have it for months and, you know, maybe pass it on to a bunch of people. I've had burning on my penis before, but it turned out to be just from rubbing against the front of my running shorts. Mm. I had so. that very problem on Tuesday. I was at the track. I was trying these new Runderwear is the name of the company. Okay. And they're probably not going to sponsor this after I say what I'm about to say, which is, uh, yeah, I was wearing them under the tights. I, I normally wear shorts, but I was wearing tights because it was cold. And yeah, it like chafed my penis the whole run. It was uncomfortable. Uh, do you wear, when you wear tights to run, do you wear shorts over the tights? No. Okay. I was made fun of, I may, we may have discussed this before on the podcast. I had a guy uh -huh. really start laughing at me because he said that men should always wear shorts over the tights when running in public because otherwise like your, your junk is in view. Although, I mean, to be fair, like that, I mean, it's somewhat common for men to wear. I mean, like if you're wearing a speedo, for example, to swim, but anyway, have you considered this question? Um, yes, my sizable bulge is visible, but I, I view that mm -hmm. as a pro. Okay. You know, yeah, it's not a concern. Okay. So let's go to the next question here. Mm -hmm. This is the one I don't know. Okay. Are you still seeing Allie? And they mean Alyssa, not Allie, the yeah. sometimes best on the program. Yeah. It's un unclear whether they know that That's what Allie and Alyssa are different people. But uh, no, I am not still seeing Alyssa. We broke up a few months ago. Is there any more you want to say about that? or I don't think so. Okay. Uh, do you want to settle down and marry? Uh, conceptually, but I think, so I'm 42 and I am unmarried. I have had oh. a series of lengthy relationships, a, a five-year one, uh, a few three-year ones, a few two-year ones. And I have uh, not yet found someone who compels me to pop the question. Although in some of those longer relationships, I obviously absolutely considered it, but yeah, I'm a little bit, uh, maybe I'm, maybe I'm too picky, but my opinion is that most other people are not picky enough. I think, I don't know if it's half anymore, but a large number of marriages end in divorce. And then the marriages that don't end in divorce, how many of those should end in divorce? You know, maybe it's half again. So you know, yeah, I, I, I would like to settle down and get married, but I would, to do that, you have to find someone that compels you to do that. And as of yet, that has not happened. So I have, a, uh, on that note, I, there's somebody that I know, uh, who is a young woman of maybe 
in her mid twenties. And she graduated from college and took a job and met a guy at her job. Uh-huh. And she has just recently gotten engaged to the man that she met at the job. Okay. Meaning How that essentially in the mid twenties, say 25, 26. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on that? As a, like a life choice. So, so in other words, she out of, out of college, I, I think it's fair to assume that this is the first person that she's dated seriously after right. college. Yeah. And they I mean, together. we talked about the secretary problem a few episodes ago, but I feel like most people date seriously fewer than five people in their life. And most people might even date seriously only one person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and how can you be sure how good of a match that person is for you? Like, how can you be sure what a romantic partnership can be if you've only, if your sample size is one or two or three people? And so, you know, if you're making, if you're getting married in your mid 20s, it just seems to me you're taking it as a matter of faith that this person is, you know, say an 80th percentile partner for you, but more likely they're, you know, probably around 50th, right? Right. How many, would you, is there a commonality among the different breakups that you've had? Like, a you, have you ever had a woman break up with you? Yes, but it's, often because I'm being a shithead and no longer attending to the relationship. Like there's sort of almost like I'm too cowardly to do the, to do the right thing. And so things just sort of drag on. That may have gotten something, something that may be something you've gotten better at, uh, as time goes on. Often people improve at that, but okay. And is there a common uh, reason why you either become uh, break up with them or start behaving like a shithead and precipitate their breaking up with you? Is there a common thread there? Maybe I think, you know, after enough time, I sort of maybe don't even want to acknowledge to myself because there's this huge sunk cost, but, you know, I sort of recognize that there are various things that I think may be permanent incompatibilities and, Hmm. you know, you can go to therapy, you can try to make some adjustments, you can, you know, try to talk things through, but sometimes people just aren't a great match. And yeah, I think the common thread is that I haven't met someone that ticks enough boxes yet. Interesting. Um, okay. Uh, the next question this guy asked, which is very similar is, would you like to have children? And I think this relates to whether you would consider having a vasectomy. So you can throw that in there too. Right. Uh, I would conceptually have children with somebody who compelled me, but I, I'm definitely a strong inclination toward no. I mean, for starters, I'm 42. So like, let's say I meet the woman of my dreams tomorrow, you know, on some sort of like nominal trajectory. Let's say we get married in two years. Now I'm 44. She gets pregnant immediately. You know, now the baby is born when I'm 45. Uh, I would like to be an active participant and helpful in the like raising of a of an infant and you know could probably you know hack it at 45 but already you know she's probably going to be younger in this situation uh she'll already be doing the lion's share of the work and like every incremental year she'll be doing even more of the lion's share and so yeah i'm not super enthusiastic about having a child when i'm geriatric and so yeah i'm like running out of window here and i also really like being able to do whatever I want, whenever I want. So this person would have to really want children. I would, I would prefer to meet a partner that doesn't want children. But if I met a partner that was so great that I thought it was worth sacrificing the liberty I have to do whatever I want, I would, I would consider it. But yeah, my inclination is no. And this, the, I assume that plays a role in the vasectomy question as well. Is like there's some in principle situation where you could have a woman that's really compelling that if you'd had a vasectomy would right. find you interesting. Okay. I, I think about, it is, yep. let me, let me, let me put that a little bit more clearly. Okay. I think it is possible. I can meet a woman that is so compelling that, and wants children that I'm willing to sort of 
compromise. Had, yeah, have children with them. And it could be the case that if I had had a vasectomy, that'll be a deal breaker for her. And so by having a vasectomy, I, I eliminate the possibility of ever being with someone like that. And while I acknowledge that's a fairly small possibility, I guess I'm selfish enough that I'm not willing to actually get a vasectomy. I, on the other hand, I can imagine meeting a woman that compels me so much that she could convince me to get a vasectomy. Hmm. They, there is a thing you can do where you like, you know, nut a bunch of times at a Petri dish and they save that and then you have a vasectomy. Alyssa told me, I think it was Alyssa, you can actually reverse vasectomies too. That's true. You can. I mean, they did it on famously on The Office with the snip, snap, snip, snap. Right. Yeah. Um, uh, there was, oh, and I assume that um, the reason why you don't have an interest in the strategy, if you can call it a strategy employed by Elon Musk of just having children with everyone is financial. Yeah, I don't share Elon's financial situation. Children. <clears throat> yeah, like, I mean, I've been thinking about that. I mean, look, I know he claims his philosophy is that there needs to be more children in the world. And he sort of like says tongue in cheek that he's doing his part. Sure. And he, uh, everybody knows the best child is one without a present father. Right. Yeah. Or, or one who's insane. <laughs> Why? I bet the mitigating factor of having millions of dollars actually s supersedes the, well, maybe not. Oh, because the kid is going to get a bunch of money. Sure. They'll just have so much privilege. <laughs> yeah. That that might overcome the lack of a present father. I'm not sure. If, any, if I've learned anything from stories like uh, Lisa Marie Presley or Michael Jackson's kids, it's that those people born with lots of money do great. Wait. <sighs> isn't, uh, <laughs> isn't, um, not Lisa Marie, who's the mom? Priscilla. Priscilla. Isn't Priscilla yes. still alive? Oh yeah. Huh. She's the last one standing. Yeah. Yes. She has not gone to meet Zenu yet. Mm -hmm. okay, okay. What's next? All right. Uh, doesn't running around get old after a while? Now this is what sounds do you think, like a woman saying. What this. do you think they mean by running around? They mean having sex with lots of different chicks. <laughs> uh, no, it does not. I mean, the it, it's pretty time consuming to. Uh, no, it does not. <laughs> to to online date, and I do miss. Uh, it's really nice having a, a serious monogamous partner. Doesn't really be, doesn't need to be monogamous, but like it's nice, like just having someone who like knows about you and cares about you. And but doesn't the doesn't the um, increased nut intensity and everything else associated with c relatively frequent new partners? Mm -hmm. You know, doesn't that compete at least with the experience of a co co constant partner? It does, but like, what percentage of your days are you in sexual encounters? Best case, like one percent. I mean, it depends. Do you count beating off as a sexual encounter? <laughs> no, not in the context of this conversation. Okay, okay. So yeah, it's not 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 that large of a percentage. That's true. And. Yeah. Yeah, and and you know you you get value out of a serious committed partner. In that, this reminds me. Oh, okay, so a couple of things. Uh, sorry, this is breaking into your the little interview here, but um, uh -huh. okay, so you have a friend that brought up that he also does he doesn't use visual porn that much to masturbate, just oh, like this yeah. other person that that I then got a hate call from because I was making we were making fun of his use of uh, gone wild audio mm -hmm. uh so your friend uh said oh I, I do that too and fantasize and the reason this came up in my head actually is because i was thinking well let's just ask this question first so when you let's say you're doing that i know this is seldom for you you usually do use visual stimuli to masturbate but let's say you were impaired in that way and needed to fantasize would you be more likely to fantasize about an encounter you had that was sort of a first encounter with a new oh, partner man. or a uh, yeah. long-term partner I mean, the answer to this is so obvious. It's like, yeah, like. Which, which is it? I mean, look, we've had some episodes where we've read about men like masturbating to pictures of their wife. And mm. you and I both like immediately drew the correct conclusion that they were probably pretending to do that to massage their wife's egos. Like, it's, yeah. it's so impossible to believe that uh, somebody would prefer to fantasize about their forever partner. 
that's not, it's not impossible. I just think it's vanishingly unlikely. Yeah. So yeah, like novelty is sort of the ultimate aphrodisiac. Okay. So you would, but, but, but even so you think that the, um, more constant stimulation of the mm, consistent partner exceeds the value of the much higher stimulation. You, you may, you would not be a good member of the having fun hobbying subreddit whose motto is something about variety volume. And I forget the other V vaginismus. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder what like my perfect cadence would be. Might be something like a series of three month long relationships. So you're, you're basically getting a little bit of both. Yeah. It's volume, value, and variety. Okay. So, and and then on this topic of the audio only visualization or whatever you imagination masturbators, like, I don't know what to say. I mean, I think we can agree that we just happen to know a couple people that are a little bit out of the norm there. I don't. Yeah. Yeah. Just so our listeners have the full context, a, a good friend of mine revealed to me this week that he almost never uses pornography when he masturbates. That's and really irritating to me. I don't know if What's it's irritating. What's wrong with him? It's, it's, it's such a, like, what would it be like? It would be like having access to, yeah, you know, like perfect Wagyu steak and then like constantly choosing to eat McDonald's or something. Like, yes. I don't, you can do this thing that will make it so much better and yet you don't. And so like, I don't know if it's, what did you say? What was the word you used? Irritating? Irritating? To me, it's yeah, just confusing. Like, I don't, I don't understand. It irritates me in the way that like Amish people irritate me a little. It's like, look, okay, <laughs> fine. You got your little thing of the Mennonites. I mean, fine. Uh, it's, I, I, I very much believe people should have the liberty to live their life the way they want, but it's, it's just like, guys, like, come on. You, there's these labor saving devices out there and right. I, just, I don't <laughs> right. understand. And also uh, there's another thing which sort of bothers me, which is like, what is in this man's imagination? Like, is there something in there that well, I don't have access to? Yeah. So that's I, also worrying. I, I, I suspect that my frequent use of pornography has some downstream negative effects. No, I think, I don't think so. I think it's only, it's only positive. Uh, I bet it makes my like craving a variety. I bet it exacerbates that in a, in a, in a measurable way. I, okay. I, I think that's probably true, but I think in general, I'm, I think that, uh, I think the only real downside of porn is that I do think they're women. Uh, an example is like the girls do porn sort of debacle where you had women that clearly didn't want to be doing or didn't understand. Oh, I yeah. think that's it's, definitely a downside. The industry itself is kind of depraved and exploitive. That's right. Exploitative. For men, for men, I think that it, I, I, I know that there's like this line of reasoning that says, yeah, basically that it, it, it messes up, it screws up the brain chemistry of in some yeah, way or, yeah it's sort of it's sort of the 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 give and take that's expected in relationships i think that the i think it mostly calms men down <laughs> yeah i mean it's tricky because there's like the good faith arguments about watching too much porn and then there's the bad faith arguments about watching too much porn and they get conflated and so it's hard sure. to have a reasonable conversation about well, some it. of it's just going to be someone with a religious perspective who right thinks those, those in my argument in my, in my in my mind are bad faith and sort of uninteresting but yeah this notion that you can break your brain in some way it's like having like constant access to as much visual stimulus as you want could have some like negative consequences but as you as you say like not constantly being on edge and like craving you know sexual satisfaction might have some positive impacts at least on society because you don't have all these like sex depraved sex deprived men running around and you're to be clear you're certain that your friend does not have some religious or moral conviction that prevents him from using this it's just a, a choice yes that's really he, weird. He has used porn plenty, but elects not to. And I don't think it's for like no fap. Like, I don't think he's like trying to like rewire his brain. Like I have occasionally tried to go a few weeks without watching porn. I usually fail. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> I'm currently on a zero day streak. Um, <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, I don't think he's doing it for, it's for some sort of like betterment. I think he just prefers it. Yeah. Okay. I don't understand that at all. Yeah. 
all right, let's go to the next question here. Um, okay. So uh, how do you and do you earn the money to travel as much as you do? Mm. I mean, the short answer is I've had the privilege to have a master's degree in computer engineering from an Ivy League school, and I live in the Bay Area, and people overpay for people who have my qualifications. Also, right. and, yeah. I'm, I'm a decent technical engineer, so it's not just my qualifications. Got it. And a related question is, do you currently work? <laughs> Sometimes. Yeah. Uh, I, I get paid enough when I do work that uh, I don't have to work as often as other people do. Yeah, I would say I, I would be, I would jump in here and comment that I think that's a really common that kind of for just from reading Sugar Lifestyle Forum, for example, on the sugar daddy, sugar baby front. I think that's a very common lifestyle. I think there are two types of well, I mean, you, of course, you could have somebody who lies between them, but a common set of two lifestyles that are there is somebody who just like has a ton of money that they inherited or something. I think that's much less common. And then what Keith's describing, I think is much more common is a guy who just has um, developed a, a network and capabilities that may enable him to kind of run his life the way he wants. Yeah. And I, some I people buy, paddle. you know, yeah, some people buy expensive cars or have, you know, get married and divorced a bunch of times and owe a lot of alimony and some guys um, simply make their lives better. So yeah. I don't not, even own a car. I've lived in the same apartment for 15 years yeah. and uh, have the ability to make money basically as I please. And so, I, I mean, <laughs> I did nothing to like deserve this. It's all privilege, but it's a pretty nice setup. And this is all, of course, Jerome Powell willing. Uh, if the economy <laughs> right. were to get destroyed, you never, then anything could happen. All right. right. So here we go. This is a longer form one. <clears throat> Usually in high school, the social hierarchy is led by mm. athletes and cheerleaders with, with awkward nerds on the bottom. <laughs> Afterwards, it flips upside down. The fat and ugly ex-athletes and cheerleaders living in the past and the awkward nerds come out of their shell, etc. Was this you? I, which I'm not sure which one you're supposed to be. And then do this you feel question, good at the reunion? Yeah. This, this question, especially that final part, did you feel good at the reunion? It says, do you feel good? Not did you feel? Yeah. yeah. The grammar is suspiciously. No, it's, it's, it's like, do you in general feel good at the reunion? You know? So I was not, um, I was a very awkward teenager. Like lots of people say this, but yeah, my high school had 150 people or so in the graduating class. Like in terms of like clout, I was probably 10th or 15th percentile, um, mm. which is quite low. Like I, I wasn't particularly, yeah, like I was pretty ugly. I, I, you know, acne problems and wasn't in as good shape as I am now. And, you know, hadn't figured out how to dress myself yet. And I was, I was shy too. And so that's sort of like a killer combo. Um, you know, like all my prom dates were like basically people that were like friends in my clique and you know they you know didn't have a date either so it's you know it's like well, a, you had prom dates i i remember knowing guys in high school who they i specifically remember this they created their own little party called the morp which is just prom spelled backward because they couldn't even get a prom date and in the high school i went to in the southern part of california which is a little like the bible belt like you had to have a date and it had to be a person of the opposite gender yeah. Well, obviously. But I mean, nowadays that would be questioned to go to the prom at all, right? I mean, you couldn't go solo. That was, I believe that was the deal in my high school. Okay. I don't remember. But yeah, it was just like a um, a date of convenience because we both needed one. It wasn't. So you didn't uh, do the get the hotel room after the prom and fuck thing? Absolutely not. That was That's never. That's even. the best part. I, I never even went to a party where there was alcohol in high school. That's sad. It is sad. Yeah. But yeah, so so anyway, yeah, th this person, whether it's someone who knows me or not, seems to have correctly ascertained that that was, you know, sort of my the experience of my youth. Um and then uh yeah, going to the high school reunions has been pretty satisfying. <laughs> do you you so you do go to your high school reunions? I I yeah, let's see. I went to my 
my 10, I think I went, I went to my five, my 10 and my 20, my 20 wow. was in, um, 2018. And you have to travel, uh, sort of across the country to do that. Yeah. But my family lives in the Midwest. So I, I usually loop that in or also I'm from, uh, Ohio and I like Ohio sports teams. So sometimes I'll sort of combine it with seeing a baseball or basketball game while I'm there. I see. Interesting. Yeah. I have not been to a single reunion, uh, for high school because don't, I don't, you don't feel compelled at all. <laughs> like you don't have this, like, look at me now. Uh, uh, no, no, my, I don't think, uh, I think that maybe your uh, upbringing was in a little more of a upper classy area where I came from, they wouldn't understand what was going on. <laughs> most <laughs> of the, the people computer. still, yeah, most <laughs> of the people still live around there and yeah. it's just, uh, it's not, um, it I don't think it would work. Oh, and there's another thing, which is that, and this is important is that because it's essentially part of the Bible belt, the only way to really win at life when you're in a Bible belt place is religion. So, uh, my sister actually considered going to her reunion for the same reason to sort of say, Oh, look at me. And I, that was the main thing I pointed out to her is I said, I'm positive that those, uh, girls that were mean to you or whatever will be mean to you again, because of re- they'll, they'll use religion as the thing to go after you with. They'll be like, Oh, well, have you found Jesus? Oh then, boy. Yeah. So they just won't be any fun because they'll, they don't, yeah, they're not, they live on a different planet. Yeah. Uh, so no, I, I don't, I've never had any desire to do that. I have heard what happened at reunions from friends that went and it was exactly what I thought it would be. Um, okay. Uh, do you think, wait, 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 fat and ugly was this, do you feel good? Okay. You answered all that. Do you think you would kick ass on the bachelorette? Okay. By the way, the <laughs> bachelor just started and, uh, I'm assiduously not watching it. And then it just says smarts, looks, money, et cetera. Ever think about that? I think you're too old for the bachelorette, but go on. I am. This is another question that's sort of suspicious. Like the the high school reunion one was suspicious because we have talked about the bachelor on the show, though. I know, but like okay. this notion of like me reveling over my reunion experience is something that I've I've probably said to people I know. So okay, I don't know. Who knows? Anyway, uh, the bachelor is also or bachelorette. So the bachelor is the one where there's one the idea man here yeah. and thirty. The idea is whether right and, whether you and could the compete with the other guys. Yeah, not anymore. I'm too old. But yeah, yeah, I think I could do well on that show. I've noticed that on The Bachelorette, the men all have job titles like account executive, yeah, a lot uh, of sales coordinator. Well, yeah. they even with no, I'm not sure they're fake. <clears throat> they just sound like a pretty entry level people generally. Like you, you, I don't. For the women on The Bachelor, it probably doesn't matter, right? Because the man is going to be selecting based on attractiveness. But for the men. Uh, this is actually one thing I found very uncompelling about the show is that the women didn't seem interested in the man, men's careers, which is just not believable. I mean, that that is a <laughs> thing that the women would care about just because women care about that sort of thing. I mean, they don't have time. For starters, you don't know. You don't see the conversations they actually have. They're just That's edited true. for drama. That's true. Yeah. Um, I mean, they well, often live my bubble. in different states. I think yeah. most of the people that are on that show acknowledge that should they make it to like the final four or five, their new career will be being a C-list celebrity. That's right. They, they will, yes, they will I, move I, to Los Angeles. They'll get an agent. They'll do radio shows. They'll you know get paid to go to parties. They'll do product placements on their Instagrams, right. stuff like this. And that that's just sort of understood amongst everybody. And if, yeah, and if that's yeah. not your goal, then you might not, that show might not be for you. Yeah, I have a friend who worked worked past tense in the industry, and he told me that even game show contestants, basically anything, even game show audience participants, like anything where there are people from the public that are involved in a TV show, yeah, pretty much all those people are aspiring actors. That's what he told me because they just any each minute that you can be on the screen, there's some chance that somebody will see you, an agent, a producer, whatever, and you, it ups your your odds. Uh, yeah. Uh, Famously, the dating game from the late 70s, early 80s featured a bunch of people who became celebrities later. Yeah. Um, because that was, that's why they were on there. Yeah. I think it would be interesting to be on The Bachelorette. I mean, you basically need to gaslight the woman into falling in love with you. And mm-hmm. I think that wouldn't be that hard because they select women 
who are particularly susceptible to that. Like they psychologically yeah. profile every single contestant and they look for women. Like all the contestants say like, oh, I'm here to find love. And like a full half of them actually believe that. Um, oh, sure. And so, yeah, I don't think it would be that hard to sort myself as the the wheat from the chaff. And in, in that, I, I think that part would be pretty easy. And then there's like, I think you need to be interesting enough so that the producers want to keep you around because I think the producers can put their thumbs on the scale and that would be a little bit trickier, but I think I could think on my feet in a way to like ascertain like, Oh, do they want someone that like says outrageous things? Do they want someone that is consoling other people? Do they want someone like, like what role are they looking for? And then right. I would insinuate myself into behaving that way. I think particularly in the first cuts where they're cutting multiple people that's yeah. critical because they're yeah. basically picking arbitrarily i would say right. really quickly that uh um i think being the bachelor would be more compelling because of fucking all the different chicks that i and i assume <laughs> that's what happens the uh, and then i wanted to mention that i saw a compelling uh surprisingly uh, it's a new uh, vr porn most of the vr porn is not as compelling as you'd like this one was surprisingly compelling it was um filmed from they're almost always filmed from like your chest. So basically you're, you know, it's POV for the guy. Yeah. The thing that made this one compelling is there were four women. And when the guy gets ready to nut, they arrange themselves in, and I don't have a term for this configuration. Maybe we could come up with one, but basically there's, he's fucking a woman doggy style. There are two other women. Wait, is she doggy style? I'm not sure. I, she might be on her back and she, uh, he's standing up. There are two women on either side of her. I guess he must be, missionary because she's there like playing with her breasts but uh-huh. then this is the key is there's a third woman who's maybe it is doggy style anyway there's a third woman that's underneath ready to catch the semen from the woman's vagina does oh. that make sense she's, she's she wants the, the drippings yes and it was compelling that then when you look down with the vr you saw that scene <laughs> uh and i'd never seen that scene from the guy's perspective in vr before so, so i found that compelling right. and um and I should say that that is how I imagine The Bachelor. Like yeah. Just to, uh, kind mean, of aesthetically. We've talked about this a bit. I, I think the producers strongly discourage sex until it's down to the final three women. I just mean, I just mean like uh, maybe not physically that's what's going on, but kind of ethically or morally, not morally, that's the wrong word, but, but sort of psychologically that's what's going on is you're, you're fucking one woman with the other woman down there catching the drippings. Uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, psychologically, the magnitude to which the contestants need to prostitute themselves is yes. preposterous. That show yes. is the most anti-feminist thing you can possibly imagine, either The Bachelorette or Bachelorette. Like it's just Agreed. super gross. And like, yeah, like I was thinking that like, yeah, like I said, like, oh yeah, I would gaslight this woman into falling in love with me. And you might be like, oh, that's monstrous. What's wrong with you? It's like, why are we, that entire show is monstrous. The that's entire the premise of it is monsters, monstrous. Yeah. And like, I'm not sure if, like what the proper way to think about it is, but yeah, like if I'm on there, I would be on there specifically to get as famous as I possibly could. And to do that, you need to make it as many episodes as you can. And to do that, you need to make the person like you. And yeah, I don't think there's anything morally. I think almost all of the contestants are there pretending. Right. And to be, but instead of that, you're on here getting as famous as you possibly can. That's right. See that's how right. that's going. It's going I've, great. I've taken a different tack. <laughs> all right. Is that it for that email finally? Yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's get to it. Cause you teased a couple things, including semen and other things. So let's do Oh it. Yeah. I mean, we've talked about the semen one so much. Maybe we should start with that in case we okay. we run out of time. All right, hold on. Let me pull it up here. <laughs> okay. My boyfriend got high together for the first time, and he just did something really disturbing during sex. Okay, they're both oh, 19 no. years old. Yeah. I'm trying to give him the benefit of the doubt because he is really, really high, but he has never done this before. I was giving him a hand job, and he asked for me to put his legs up. And I did what he asked, not knowing that once he orgasmed, it shot it shot in and around his mouth slash face, and he literally ate it. Mm. And he liked it, was super turned on by it, that he orgasmed again like right after, and a bunch more shot out, and he ate that too. Man, it must be nice to be 19 again. Can't believe I'm even posting this, but I'm freaking out. What the fuck should I do? He fell asleep without spitting or brushing his teeth. <laughs> 
It's some job of the hut shit here. Yeah. Yeah. Does it, so when you say you say it'd be nice to be 19 again, do you mean shooting loads in your mouth or something else? Well, she says that he orgasmed twice in short order. So their first oh, orgasm, and then he was so aroused by coming in his own mouth that he apparently orgasmed wonder again. We, wonder what he was high on. It doesn't say. I'm guessing um, weed. Yeah, I assume it's weed. People are uh, usually I've had... less cavalier about revealing it when it's when it's not weed. I mean, I've had the experience, I think most men have, of having the semen shoot further than you expected. I've not had it shoot into my mouth, however. Yeah. I mean, if I'm sitting in a chair, sometimes it'll reach my shoulder or something. I've had it happen in a partnered context. Usually it goes further in a partnered context. Like this. This guy. Although I wouldn't, I've never had the experience of asking for my legs to be put up. I'm thinking about this. Yeah. Actually, I guess the way that it gets the most distance from my penis is if I'm laying on my back, I think I've hit the bottom of my chin, but I've never. Yeah. It seems possible. I've never. Um, Knowingly. Yeah. I've never aimed, aimed for my, I've never asked my girlfriend for an assist so that I could. Right. Hit my own mouth. Yeah. I mean, I don't. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's obviously this, I mean, there are guys that are into this, you know, there are guys who, I mean, if you search on Pornhub for eating the cream pie, there's videos of guys who nut and then go south. And I mean, look, we're all narcissists here, but that is a bridge too far. I mean, I'm not <laughs> not going for my own fluid. That's like what? Uh, right. Like well, what, I mean, what, what even hypothetically would be arousing about that? Oh, okay. I mean, we've talked about this before. I, I think that beef, I, I, it's always made sense to me that before you nut, something like that could seem compelling. I because because things that are look things that involve these body fluids and stuff like that also yeah. you know because it's dirty, it's naughty. Like there are things that seem yeah. you know. I mean, like there there are things like that where I can kind of give someone a pass. Yeah. But once you've nutted as a guy, and so I mean, one of the things that's going on here is he nutted twice, so he was still somehow aroused. Okay, like, yeah. that's a little more understandable to me. But the fact that before the first nut, he asked his legs for his legs to be put up suggests very strongly to me that this was premeditated. Yeah, he knows this is a thing he likes, and he probably does it uh, in his spare time sometimes. So yeah, I mean, she's going to have to deal with the fact that this guy's a nut eater. Maybe, <laughs> and it could suggest that he's that he's into other guys too. I mean, it could. It certainly doesn't anti-correlate. <laughs> let, let me ask you this. If you had the choice, I think it's a tricky one. If you had the choice between nutting in some receptacle and having to drink it afterwards, so you're in post-nut clarity, or while having sex with a beautiful, gorgeous woman, the downside of having sex with her is that you have to have a guy nut, another guy nut in your mouth <sighs> while you're having sex with her, which would you pick? I think I would pick drinking my own just because I don't want to I don't want to have that memory of the other guy and blah, blah, blah. There's a whole series of things with the other guy. Yeah. Also would I, I, I would be worried me. about long-term psychological concerns, yeah. but my inclination was going to be the other direction. Oh, really? You would yeah. take the, because you get to fuck the woman and, and your, your yeah. disgust is lowered. Correct. Yeah. I think, I think I would, especially, not, I think I would. especially if in the moment I could nope out, like if I could be like, well, let's just see. And then you can just leave the room. Yeah. That's interesting. Or, or you can somehow like men in black my brain so I don't remember the experience of fucking the woman. Right. Because I've like cheated, right? Like I've I've not committed. Right. I've gotten a fucker, but I haven't, you know, yeah, maintained I what I committed to. Right. The, yeah. It's the, I mean, interacting with another guy is one level, but his, not him, that, him ejaculating in your mouth, I think would be rough. Rough. Yeah. It's a rough one. Anyway. Okay. This segues nicely into our next high-minded topic. Why do penises smell like microwaved flour tortillas? I saw this. Every guy, it's the number one post on the sex subreddit this week. Every guy I've been with has a dick that smells like a warm flour tortilla. All very Mm. clean guys. Not even kidding when I say I get horny every time I microwave a burrito because of the smell. Is it just the normal bacteria on there like with vaginas? So I wanted to discuss this. Do you think... I know what my penis smells like when it's like a little bit semen encrusted or something like, you know, if I didn't clean up properly after I last masturbated or something. Okay. But I'm not sure I can smell it. I'm not sure I can smell my own penis. I don't know what my own penis smells like. I don't think. 
Oh yeah, because you can't get your you can't actually get your nose there. The best you could do would be to like press your finger into it. Right. Wait well, a little and it while doesn't, and then... like I know what my asshole smells like. <laughs> okay. Um, that's because yeah, okay. It's because well, the it, volume of odor it emits at times is yeah, like I don't think my penis emits much odor. Wait, 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 wait. You're saying hang on, I don't <laughs> think I share this experience. You're saying that there are times I regret everything. Something has gone wrong with your body. So now I'm not talking about smelling your underwear, but you can, you, yeah. if you're just standing naked in a room, you could smell your own no. asshole. I don't no, think I've I, ever had that. Yeah, no, I agree. I can't either. I mean, I know what my shit smells like. Okay. Okay. That's different. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and so it'd be like saying, you know what your semen smells like. I mean, I think, I don't know. I mean, there could be some connection between, uh, I mean, part of me is thinking, well, uh, let's see, yeast infections, you know, bases you know, alkali versus acidic. There's probably some reason for this. Like that, you know, yeah. Uh, something about something to do with yeast, something, something, yeah. something. I think, yeah, there's just some sort of small emission that might, might have like a consistent, maybe it smells like a flour tortilla. I have no idea. Um, I think it's going to be the, like the yeast and bread that smell. Like if you're that, and she's, she's confound, conflating that with the, yeah. Tortilla. Yeah, that, I mean, yeah, there, there's didn't... sort of the expected jokes. Somebody says, maybe I should start microwaving flour tortillas and see if that puts my fiance in the mood. You know, that won't work. No, it won't. All right, let's move on. Uh, this person says, uh, my friends with benefits made a comment about my parts. Hello, I matched with this guy on Tinder and we met once and did some things. On our way home, I asked him if he enjoyed licking me. That was his answer. Okay. What she means to say? This was his answer. Okay. I'm going to say it. I've never been with a woman who is as young and who has not pushed out any babies, who has such big pussy lips. <laughs> then he goes, my children's mother had to make some readjustments down there after she had them. <laughs> now this immediately made me insecure, but I don't think he realized. He wants to meet again, but he turned me off with his comment. Before we met, he was always bragging about his 20 plus years of experience with women. He claims he has been with women from all nationalities and et cetera, et cetera. Ew. But his comment tells me that he hasn't really seen many naked women. Am I overreacting? None of the other guys I've been with have ever commented on my parts. She, to you, to her. Yeah, I don't know if she doesn't know the word for labia. So, well, no, I'm saying they, they haven't commented to her, right? I mean, they... Yeah. they Right. There's obviously something remarkable about her. This guy wouldn't have said this. Right. So let's stipulate for the sake of an interesting conversation that she does have larger outer labia yeah. or inner labia. It's going to be inner. The, the yeah. inner is what you care right. about here. Yeah. We're going. Right. Now, first of all, <laughs> uh, Dr. Mike, is it true that after one has a baby, your labia, your inner labia get distended in a permanent way. No. Correct. So this guy is just like full of shit. Uh, or at least the excuse he's oh, giving. The what reason he said was true. Well, <laughs> yeah. He has not he been with it. a woman who is young and who has not pushed out any babies who has such big pussy lips. That could be true. But it, yeah, it's not true that it's because of age or because she's. Yeah, or or that they've had children that people have. I mean, large yeah, I mean, there's a few things here. I mean, I'm I'm assuming this, you know, like if I if I play the chess game out a few moves here, like I I think yes. this woman can't can't be very attractive, and the re or something there's something wrong with her, and the reason why is because this man's already said and done a few things that just indicate that he's pretty stupid. Right. Uh, well, he's nagging her and saying things like, oh, I've banged women of all different nationalities. Right. I mean, that's already like a pass for most people, right? Like, Right. I mean, so he's he's basically trying to get her to reject him. And then she's still thinking, oh, well, maybe. And you go, well, that why 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 hasn't right. she just rejected him? Like, Why are you demeaning yourself, that? sacrificing your dignity in this way? Right. right. Yeah. Now, I want to say that I think it's actually possible that he told her that because he thought it was awesome. Like it, nothing in what he said suggested that it would gross him out or was a negative. I think he might have been saying it like, man, that was, those are so big. I loved it. I think, although it is not explicitly written in the text, we can assume that the tone was that he was not pleased with the large labia. Huh. I mean, I think, isn't it the case that in most cases, a woman with large labia would actually like, if not, I mean, 
it wouldn't stimulate your penis less. Right. I mean, there's just more yeah. f- stuff that can sort of invert and move around. I mean, I, I don't, I, I think that if a guy yeah. is being selfish about his pleasure, like actually he should like this. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I look, we've litigated labia a bit in the past. I suspect certainly in porn and in pop culture images of, of vaginas, uh, inner labia seem to be a, Less inner labia seems to be preferred. Yes. And that's what you prefer. It is, but I don't know why I prefer that. And I do. it's a it's, it's a mild it's more, it's more I think aesthetic. it's more I think it's more aesthetic, but is it objectively or is it just subjectively because of subjective? modern media? It's subjective, you know, like, but I, like chest hair trends come in and out. Um do it's, <laughs> labia it's, size. It's, it's because you, I mean, I think this is a normal thing. You expect, like, it's the same reason why you have a preference against pubic hair. Like, there's a series of preferences men have, and it's because people would, yeah, the, the, mm. the, 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 I think more or less incorrect thing would be to say, oh, it's because you want women to look like little girls. It's not that. It's because men want women to look as differentiated from men as possible. Yeah. If you're looking, so you want them to be smooth, uh, kind of not, not a lot of activity there. And so, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's like, like the guy can see that when there's a bunch of labia there, it kind of looks like it's nuts. Yeah. So it's, it's just negative. It's like, oh, this is kind of like, but, but, but in terms of pure physical uh, satisfaction, I actually suspect it's probably a bit of a plus. I hear and you. Honestly, I would love to AB it, test that. But yeah, it makes sense that it would be a bit of a plus. I mean, certainly if you were like, oh, I don't know, like hot dogging her, which do you know what that is? No, what's hot dogging? That's where you run your penis forward and back, but not inside of her. You just sort of run it. Uh, I mean, okay, there are women who have big enough inner labia that I've seen in porn, not in yeah. real life, but in porn yeah. where they can like surround your penis with them while you're you're not inserting it. You're just sort of running it back and forth uh, along oh, the crack. Say. I, I'm sorry. I didn't know this was called hot dogging. What do you call it? I don't. Have I call it Keith's it. move number three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had never considered what to call that. Okay. Um, yeah, that's the term that the kids use. Um, I think, I mean, look, look. It sucks, but I think that uh, she's right. She's definitely right to be offended by what he said. And... Yeah, I think that like having large outer, large inner labia, like you can't do anything about it. It doesn't actually matter. Nobody's going to know until it's far too late anyway. But yeah, aesthetically, it's slightly inferior. But nobody's going to turn down a woman because, well, maybe this guy would. Yeah. I mean, it's like if a guy had, uh, I think that it's slightly aesthetically inferior for a guy if if he's one of these guys where when he's flaccid, his penis basically disappears. It doesn't oh, actually yes, matter, the, uh, and, and often the, the grower, shower. not the gro- yeah, yeah, growers, the are grower. inferior to showers. I think that's right. It is aesthetically inferior. Like a guy looks better if his penis is normal looking. You know what I'm calling normal looking because right. it, again, it's like it because if if it isn't, it looks a little bit female. It does, <laughs> like it's, it, but like yeah. again, at what point? <laughs> it doesn't yeah, matter. Like, yes. If you're if you're in front of her naked, like what is she going to do? Right? Like it's it's true. Yeah. And just, yeah. Like if a woman's in front of me naked and her labia are, you know, slightly larger than like my ideal. I did hear a, not I, did hear a home. I did hear a story once about a, a girl many years ago who was confronted with a, um, micro penis and she was supposed to give, she was planning to give oral to this guy, but instead she just burst out laughing. Mm. So that can happen. And, and then he committed suicide two days later. I don't know. I'd have to look. I do. I know his name. Actually, I don't remember her name, but I do know <laughs> his name, and I could look it up. Uh, maybe I'll do it after the show. But I, uh, yeah, it sucks that you're right. So the, there's this man in the world that I've never met. Yeah. All I know is his name, and he has a micro. Right. That's right. It. That's all I know. Yeah. And I'll never forget his name because it's similar to another person I know his name. <sighs> yeah. I I think having deep justified insecurity of your genitalia would be a tough way to go through life. Yeah. You know, I don't know how, how you get over it. All right. Well, I wanted to tackle this um, topic about sexless marriages, but we don't have time. Okay. 
So I'm going to wrap it up. This was episode 103 of Your Mileage Mayberry. Um, I'm going to do the usual imploration for feedback. So you can send us feedback or questions. We will respond to both. We respond to basically everything we receive. Uh, If you don't want us to talk about you on the show, let us know. Also, for feedback in particular, we give $10. So if you give us your PayPal or your Venmo or Cash App or whatever you want, um, we'll send you $10 um, as a thank you for the feedback. You can send us feedback at YMMVPod on Twitter uh, or at YMMVPod at gmail.com. you have anything you want to add to that, Mike? No, just that I found this guy's LinkedIn and it's causing me to have very strange emotions. I feel sorry. I mean, he has, a, he has a great career, but I feel sorry for him. Well, it's good to know he's alive. <laughs> yeah, he didn't kill himself. All right. Thanks for listening. Thanks to Mike for his time. And we'll see you next week on Your Mileage May Vary. Je me retiens. Non.